how do you fly to Bangladesh? I, <laughs> I drink. It's a number. And do you get those judgy eyes? Have you ever been on a flight with a drunk Bangladeshi, especially like the ones oh, that get picked yes. up from the Middle East? Yes, and they get the first time drinking. And they hit on the, the air hostesses. <laughs> oh, geez. Or they Tell treat me them more. like buas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they yeah. yell at them and abuse them. Yeah, actually, there's I've definitely seen that. Not necessarily that they're drunk, but passengers who feel like air hostesses are beneath them. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's the same thing like when they go to restaurants, too. It's like, hey, hey, you know, like, <laughs> dude, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> Yeah. It's true. You yeah. know, the, the people that get drunk, like on Qatar Airways or whatever, the leg between the Middle East and Dhaka, huh. it's free booze. So they fucking lose It their is? Minds. Even in yeah, uh, it's international. So, it's oh. embarrassing. Between the Ghamir Gondho and the Bumir Gondho, and they're yelling. And, and the, the, phone. <laughs> the phone. And when they start praying, right when they're about the to table. bring the card. Not the table on the on the aisle. I've had they one of those. They in the aisle. Mm -hmm. oh. They like got out. Jaina Majbichai, start praying. Yeah. No joke. Like, Excuse us, we're trying to. <laughs> oh my god. Service cabin service. Guys, <laughs> I have a train wreck. That just reminded me. I have this crazy story from when I was much younger. So when we travel with our parents, and if we flew Biman my parents could get upgraded just through whatever, like connections. And, but they would leave my brother and I in economy. So they're like chilling in business class, but it's Biman. Who knows how good the <laughs> business they're class pretty, is. They're pretty badass. So my and brother and I, oh man. Yeah. I don't even With know. With my fear, I don't get no. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I was probably like 10 years old when this happened but so we were in the very front row of the economy class so right by the bathroom and um this older gentleman came and he opens the bathroom and he literally lifts his legs and puts it into the sink to do uju oh <laughs> and then and the sink is like huh <laughs> you know and then the best part so then he comes out and he comes to towards me and he goes hey ma ma i'm gonna be tick to come to the i was like what like you know, <laughs> you didn't do it. You and didn't do staring at this. I mean, he's like an older money, puregdom, molana, topi topi parasa. And I'm just like, what? You did it? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't do it. I was like, I'm the same. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. All of a sudden, you don't know Bangla. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's that a poor is, memory. That is one of top tier. Yep, that's interactions. <laughs> I would say, Biman mm -hmm. core memory, man. Pura paata tule hoju toju kure birhu ya mara bolle ma amar pitik tu khatsan. I have a story about the launch experience in Bangladesh. Have you guys oh. ever taken a launch? No, mm -hmm. not actually. I never have, and I like my dalabar is from Borishal, so launch yeah. is pretty much common. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we used to do that. So we would go either Shamoy uh, to Borishal via launch. And I remember that 
we were when room take a bed hoy the bathroom was like just down the hall so bathroom is hamne dara there's like a big line my mom is like knocking on the door somebody's been in there for a long time so this guy comes out and like my, my mom's about to take me inside and she sees this guy left a hot pile of shit no <laughs> in the toilet and ma dekhi amake dhore tan diye she like chases after this guy taps him on the shoulder and is like what the fuck is this like you go clean that up and the guy got so mad he's like apni jane namike ami launcher baliket chhele blah 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 and my mom slapped him <laughs> your mom next level <laughs> and she made him like shamed him and made him wash his shit in the and it's one of those like neat i don't to understand ban. what do you even oh, i mean like oh, oh, there's no it's flush a, There's it's no a pen. flush. It's a pen, so you have to like take water, and you have oh, to like flush oh, it, no. mm-hmm. like manually. manually flush it. Yeah. Oh, and that's like a core memory for me, and mm, it's so nasty. Nobody needs core memories like that. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, it's Gross. just man. That's the problem with again being um, a woman and public restrooms. You know, with guys, it's pretty easy. You can stand and. pee anywhere but anywhere gosh it's so gross but what gives somebody the audacity to say je ami launcher malik chile therefore i can I shit, can shit and anywhere not, i want <laughs> not clean that crap oh literally with our jet like it's just like any sense of entitlement big yeah. whatever it is automatically puts them in this place of like especially men like i can yeah. remember like this whole it's very common to be like to me jana me ke like it's a very and shundur me there shundur me there if you're beautiful in bangladesh you can get away with murder really yeah i think so i don't know if that's yeah. i mean i don't know it's it's like a different uh I don't think they have the same privilege as any guy does, right? Like you can be But people the men will cater to your needs, I'm sure. Yes, right. Absolutely. Right. I think yeah. I think if you're if you're good looking, you can get away with a lot of things in a place like Bangladesh. And But I would argue side, you could get away with anything anywhere. I don't think that's unique to Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. here too but i think in bangladesh it's more overt like who's considered mm-hmm. beautiful and who gets that privilege versus well i guess here too i don't think so yeah, it's yeah, about yeah, the same right. everywhere yeah. humans are humans man <laughs> <laughs> we are all assholes yeah that's the whole point is yep. we think we're different but we're yeah. actually not yep yeah I- Well, the other thing I remember is, you know, I mean, the whole like no smoking started <clears throat> when we were kids yeah. and they would, they, they thought they were smart and they'd go to the bathroom Back. and smoke and then come oh. out. And it's like, you can smell it, man. The whole plane. <laughs> and, yeah, and then like, you know, the flight attendants would come chasing <laughs> after the person like, excuse me. Excuse me. And they don't sorry, always sorry. speak Bangla. So yeah. one time they asked my dad to do the announcement because they weren't listening. And of oh, course wow. my dad, I think I think he was my mom gave him the death store. He would have been like kuttar bachara like something like this. <laughs> <laughs> well very very likely would have happened. But he was like you have if you smoke, what did they said tell them? 
that if they are caught smoking as soon as they land, they will be arrested. Mm. Because and I think that was that is the law. I don't know what it is. But they they're fine, right? They weren't listening, so they needed yeah. a man who spoke Bangla to get the message across. And you know, if you think about it, it's kind of crazy to think people who have never left the country, never been on a plane, suddenly are doing all these things at once, right? And they don't speak the language. They have no They're idea driving. what the yeah what the rules are on a plane, for example. And then they're expected to abide by all these things suddenly. It's it's a lot. Or they have the phone. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's scary for them. I was actually I felt really bad. I was next to somebody who was like their first time flying, first time leaving their family, and phone how mouth or come to say because they're leaving, and it's like we're like mid air, and he wouldn't hang up because just like all the emotion. It's like, bro, you gotta turn the phone. <laughs> Or the embarkation Bruh. cards where they're like, Apu, yeah. I used to I be that girl. Yeah, yeah, I filled out the many. entire row. Yeah, yeah. Any, yes. Anytime going back to the US, it's like, all right, how many of these am I filling out? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, again, like they can't even read any of that. I, it's just like if we were to go to a country where we didn't know the language. Like, let's say we went to like Japan or something. Yes. Everything is in Japanese and you're just yeah. suddenly expected to figure it out. It's, yeah, it's uh, not easy. It's it crazy. Difficult. And so many of them, especially the ones that go into the Middle East to work as like labor workers, they yeah. have to invest so much money to just have that opportunity. And then a, a lot of times it's a scam. And a lot of times mm -hmm. they're, you know, their salaries are withheld or mm -hmm. they can't eat well. They're, you know, aren't able to communicate with anybody. It's, it's, it's really tragic. Their and living like, conditions are really bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're all crammed in like one little room. There was a yeah. documentary or a movie that was out about that. Yeah. They're, they're severely abused in a lot of these countries. So I think some of it um, came out during the world cup in Qatar and yes. some of the workers who died from building those stadiums were Bangladeshis. Mm -hmm. And it was a similar thing. Like, you know, they didn't get paid. And I mean, it was just all kinds of crazy stories like that. And it, I mean, they treat a lot of South Asians. So one of the things is, you know, being Muslims, predominantly Muslim, um, many Arab countries look at South Asian Muslims as like lower than them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just like, oh, you're not you're not the same level. <laughs> and and they get mistreated yeah. when they go to all these countries. And yeah. but they're the ones doing a lot of the hard labor and the hard work. And but they, they get treated like shit. Yeah. There was another story of this house help. Uh, it was somewhere mm -hmm. in the Middle East where she was beaten, and there was yeah. an there was a video that was circulating where she was hanging off the freaking balcony. Did you guys what? see that? Yeah, they like no. pushed her off. They had they had pushed her off the balcony, and she was literally just hanging. Um, I don't know if she had fallen at the end or what happened, but yeah, I'm pretty sure she was Bangladeshi as well. But I could in be in an wrong. Arab household. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when we talk to Farupai, all the Italians, we knew mm -hmm. so many people who told us like how they got there. There's a movie that just came out, Shahrukh Khan. <laughs> Didn't get very good ratings, but it's called Donkey. 
And that's what it's about. Like, I know. Oh, yeah. But that's what it's about. And they actually show, I mean, it's Bollywood dramatized, but it is about bringing awareness to how these people migrate and the level yeah. of desperation and their journey. And one of the, like, the, when I saw the movie, it reminded me of um, Babu, who was the owner of the grocery store in Milan. There was only one, one, maybe two. And how he had made it, like he owns this nice, really nice store. He's the owner. But how he got there, I mean, he basically started on foot from Bangladesh and had to go through all, all of like, I don't know Jeez. my geography now, like through Pakistan, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, and then yeah, through there. And he was like in jail in Poland for like so many months. Like there's all this, it was oh awful. But this movie really was like Babu's story. And then when he got here, and even now, a lot of people, they show how they all come in those um, containers. Yeah. Like, and how you go into containers. So lots of Bangladeshis, they would come, they still come in these containers. And they told us that because it's illegal, you can't, um, they don't just dock on land like normal containers. Because there's people and it's illegal, they the whoever's on the boat, they push the container into the water, like kind of close by and hope that it floats to whoever is receiving oh. it. And people die just within that yeah. transition. Like, there actually, there's a dalal, right, in the villages. You give your entire life savings to them. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they take most of it and they leave mm -hmm. you with nothing. And you're like risking your physically risking your life to get to a better place. And then when they get there, especially in Ita in Italy, they were paid with shoes. Like they weren't paid money. Mm -hmm. They're like, take Purano Kapur, Puran Juta, be the you know, learn to cook, work your way up. They were not allowed to handle money um, or any transactions until they were to prove themselves. And like the same thing, they were like multiple families in like one room. What keeps them from migrating legally, though? Is it just because they're <laughs> unable to hit that socioeconomic? Is that like a socioeconomic barrier? Basically, every country has their rules of how you can enter the country, whether it's a tourist visa, work permit or work visa, whatever, student, right? Mm -hmm. So it's no different in Europe either. I mean, you can't just walk in and be like, I'm going to live here now, um, even if you have all the money in the world. So it's it's a similar thing where the even in the U.S., if you think about, you know, what's happening all the in Texas other, right now, all the other populations, not just Bangladeshis, like you think about all the bordering, you know, countries like Mexico, whatever, and they're they're constantly trying to come in illegally. It's because it's very very difficult to become a resident in the U.S. I mean, like people always ask me, "Well, why don't your parents live here?" It's like my parents aren't citizens here. <laughs> Right. And like, it's that's not, not so easy to just be like, yeah, you, you they know. can't just show up one day and be like, okay, I'm just going to stay with you. Yes. It's easier for them now because I'm a citizen and I can sponsor them. Um, but like people will ask, how come your brother's not here? It's going to take 10 years <laughs> from when I submit the application to sponsor him to when mm -hmm. he, if he gets approved. And so recently I heard very recently, I heard, that this immigration, when you sponsor your parents through the U.S. immigration system, um, there you have to like give DNA samples to actually prove that you're. It's not birth Related. certificates; like none of it is even enough anymore. 
I think, I, don't, I, th I think that's a good system though. I mean, if you're going to be doing, if you're yeah, going to be is. coming in and all of that, then it is, it's best to have, to have all of those, those services and yeah. DNA tests are really expensive. So it's like a lot of these um, guardrails actually make it harder for people. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. not as accessible because those tests are so expensive. I mean, any, just to file is so expensive. Yeah, just so it to might file be easier is for us, maybe, but you know that's where socioeconomic I think comes in is when, if you're not in that in a in the good place, yeah, but you need to bring your family over, and all of it starts with just having access to any kind of like upward mobile, upwardly mobile system, which we don't have in Bangladesh. Or and well, then just, so what the movie yeah. shows, and we heard through like Bablu and some others is like. You get there, by the time you get here and realize that you were scammed, it's already too, it's almost mm. too late. And you'd either have to turn yourself in to go back, because once you're there, you can't go back. And you're so stuck. you're stuck. Right. And then there's that. And then there's also like, you could spend all your money. Now, how do you even face your family when to go back? Yeah. So you have to like, make a way. I mean, so many people find ways to do it. And now I think places like New York, Venice, like where these hubs are, there's more loopholes and there's more people mm -hmm. who are advocating for better um, systems and like humane way. But that, I mean, that's now. Yeah. Yeah, that was I mean, back in the day. But either way, they're all entering illegally. So no government is going to support and help people be like, okay, let me make this a little easier for you guys to come in. And nor should they. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, th there's actually a really interesting documentary about refugees um, on Netflix. It, it, it's actually Syrian refugees. It's a story about like five or six different families who leave um, the war zone and, you know, they're essentially refugees. So same thing. They're literally walking by foot to different countries and like, who's going to let them in? And then, you know, eventually some of these European countries let you in, but there's this whole program of like, okay, you have six months. Yeah. If you can't find something in the six months, you need to go. And it's not like they don't have money. They can't speak the language. Um, they have nowhere to stay. And a lot of these countries are cold. So it's, I mean... It's it's horrible, even for people yeah. who are escaping, you know, death, essentially, they, they still don't get a lot of um, help. And we're seeing this in the US, too. We have um, a lot of Venezuelan refugees right now in the Chicago area, and they're just sleeping they're just outside in this there. cold. Yeah, aren't they like asking, aren't they asking people to like, see if they could sponsor families to come and stay? And I mean, there's that? some of that. But you know, we're talking about like hundreds of refugees coming in and yeah, but be honest, would you allow someone? No, to come I in wouldn't. No, I mm. wouldn't because, you know, I have to protect my own family. And I, I yeah. just don't know because when you're that desperate, what are you willing to do? Right. And uh, nothing against them, but that's kind of where you are. And so, yep. I don't Okay. Know, so that yeah. reminded me of the Netflix show. With Julia Roberts. Did you guys see this? What is it called? The one that just came <laughs> out tomorrow? It's basically this where the world is ending. They don't realize what's happening. Right. And then at the end, it's like 
nobody trusts anybody because you have to protect yourself. And so it's yeah. like you, if someone needs help and you even know the person, it's your neighbor and their son is dying because of whatever is like, it's basically cyber um, mm -hmm. terrorism. Mm. And then they put stuff like in the air, like planes are falling out of the sky, like it's pura kiamot. And nobody's helping anybody. Like children, yeah. it's everybody starts to turn against each other. Well, maybe you need to not watch those before you get on flights. <laughs> <laughs>